0: Hello and welcome back to Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And it's been a hard time to be a Raiders supporter. After the happiness, after the the feeling of confidence we got after The false dawn. The false (laughs) dawn, perhaps, of two wins over Parramatta and the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, it all came crashing back to earth last Saturday at the Central Coast Stadium against South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, And it was hard to take. Blake, it was hard to take. And it's been hard to be green. It's been hard to bleed green. Um, but we're going to look at these things and uh, being loyal Raiders supporters, we're, we're going to find the positives, not just the negatives, but the positives in what's going on with the Raiders good right luck. now. Good luck. Now, as you can hear, Blake, you're, you're feeling uh, very negative at the moment. No,
1: not overly negative. But, you know, I just think that, uh, yeah, I don't see um, any immediate signs that are good. uh, I'm concerned about a lot of things. We'll we'll discuss those later.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, we will. Well, look, let's look at the wash-up first and foremost of the loss to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Look, it was a shocking first 20. The South Sydney Rabbitohs... Well, look, in the first set we had, we... We broke through the line. Sevilla Havili went through and it looked very good. All of a sudden we would think, oh, gee, we we might be at a chance. They got the ball, ran downfield, and then Jordan Rapana gave away a meaningless penalty. He went in and carried on with the tackle. And uh, Adam G, I thought rightly at the time, I thought it was coming, gave a penalty against it. And from there, the floodgates opened. The floodgates opened. Alex Johnson scored a try. Cody Walker scored a try. And then George Jennings scored a try. Um... That all happened. We were down 18 points to nil after 18 minutes, thanks to a penalty goal on top of that. And what was really bad in that shocking first 20 was they aimed at one spot in the line and they absolutely blitzed it. And our number six, Blake Austin, the boy from Mount Druitt, the one we love, uh, was what they targeted. And they targeted great effect. And three times they came at him and three times he didn't stop it. The ease at which uh, other teams seem to score tries against us
2: Mm.
1: is they basically just put on moves that are pretty much look like something they've rehearsed in training mm. and they just go through they isolate Austin or he stands flat-footed on the line he just doesn't look like a player in defense uh, who's overly committed there's a lot of arm grabbing going on and not enough getting his shoulder and his body on the line and I don't know what it is but yeah he we'll discuss it further but yeah he, he I'm saying I think his time at the Raiders is coming to an end
0: it's coming to an end the it's legend. like a
1: relationship. Yeah, well, You know you should break up, but you keep on thinking about that that wonderful time you had two yeah, years ago. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did have that wonderful time.
0: And look, he's a wonderful guy and he's beloved by the Raiders fans. But I think the, the weakness there is known and it's now being exposed. And the problem was the way he'd been remedying his, his defensive frailties was running out and smashing the bloke with the ball. And he was getting quite good at it. The problem was... He was doing it occasionally, mistiming it and causing a hole in the line and people were exploiting that too. My feeling is if he's in the side, which he is this week, and we'll go through the team list in a second, uh, he needs to back himself to make those defensive decisions because what's clearly worse is him standing on the line and Flat having p- and flat-footed and letting people run at him. He has to control that tempo. Otherwise, we've sort of knocked the confidence out of him in that regard. Oh, I think I think it's at,
1: at, at his point in time now, yeah, he's got the yips. It's, it's yeah. you know... It's as much mental as anything, but yeah, he's he's a shot duck, and then he's back defending with BJ. Are you, are you calling
0: Ian Baker Finch? Yips. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it's a big call here from Blake. A big uh, he's, call He's here.
1: back. To, he's back in the line with BJ, and mm. they they you know it's publicised they don't get on. The lack of communication between those two in defence, the lack of trust.
0: Look, I've seen them getting along quite fine in the sheds and talking to each other. I... I these stories that they don't get on, I don't know who comes up with them, but I've seen no evidence of yeah. that off the field whatsoever, Them not getting on. But look, any Maybe comeback, they get on great off the field,
1: just on the field, they have problems.
0: That's possible. That's yeah. possible. In the workplace. Yeah. In the <laughs> workplace. Um, look, the Raiders managed to get themselves back to 24 12 and down by 12 points at half time, and it looked like they were still a chance. The problem was any comeback was negated when Adam G. Sinbind. Jared Croker for an early tackle on Angus Crichton. And Sin him sent it off for 10. And in those 10 minutes, the South Sydney Rabbitohs scored twice and the match was over. Um, and although there was opportunities to fight back in the match, they just couldn't get it together and ended up going down by, by quite a score. In the end, it was, you know, it was not a, it was not a nice way to win. So I personally thought there was going to be lots of changes. So I was yes. quite surprised when the team list came out with how many changes, Blake? Well, is has there really been any? I don't. I don't Some be- positional changes. I believe there's been positional changes, but I don't believe yeah. there's I been mean, any changes to the actual starting I team. I don't. I don't think. I didn't expect a lot of changes,
1: but I sort of was hoping for and anticipated that Blake Austin would be dropped from the team. Mm. He'd go back to play for the Mounties, mm. and uh, we'd see Higano given a crack at six. Mm-hmm. Because really, I mean, you know, at this point,
0: why not see how he goes? Well, Adar Hingano actually missed four tackles in the match and made four ineffective tackles as well. So yeah, he but might he's, not but be he's also not a hooker, no, you know, he's and he's and he's, being,
1: he's being played asked to play at hooker and on the game on the weekend. Well, how many minutes did he play at hooker? A lot.
0: Mm, he did. He I'd did. like to
1: see him have a go in the halves where he belongs. And and the no brainer is you know have another hooker on the bench instead mm. of instead of having the two games that we we did well and we won, we sort of reverted to a more traditional where, traditional role where Hivali played big minutes. Yeah. And we didn't have a a, yep. heart, a makeshift half trying to defend in the middle. And I don't know, it's Ricky doesn't seem to learn what's working, what's not working. And he seems to be going around in circles and it's very frustrating.
0: There has definitely been a scream from the supporters and I, I will now echo it. Where is Craig Garvey? It's time to have a look at Craig Garvey. I think everyone wants to see Craig Garvey in the 14. And it's time that we did see Craig Garvey in the fourteen. Um, I just want to have a look. I, I I just want to have a look. Is there anything wrong with wanting to have a look, especially going away to Townsville? You know, in a game that
1: we're not expected to win. Mm. So why not? You know, try yeah. some try something
0: different. Absolutely, absolutely. Have a look. Have a look at that. Um, but yeah, Blake Austin. That that's that that's the big question here. Um, is he on the bus? Exactly. Is is, is and he... I don't mean the bus, the Murray's bus back to Sydney. Yeah.
1: The Ivan Cleary, metaphorical, on the bus. Is he committed? Does he want to be here? I don't think so. I, I mean, the fact that he... So there's all the controversy. He turned down this huge contract, four years at $700,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's now apparently off the table. I mean, whoever's his manager, I don't think did a very good job. I think that he may be, well be regretting that decision to mm-hmm. turn down that money yeah, for yeah. the rest of his life because that's he's in the prime sort of earning potential of his career. Yeah. Not many of us will have the opportunity to earn sort of two point eight million in four years, and I don't think I think now these terms. Well, it down. surely you
0: will, Blake, but I mean the rest of us won't. <laughs> I think
1: I think uh, yeah, I don't don't think he's going to get that offered anywhere else. He'll probably end up at a club in Sydney. Who knows, Manly, Bulldogs, someone like that, and he'll be on a lot less money than he's offered. So added to but, all that, but your
0: your view here is that uh, you don't see two thousand and nineteen uh, Blake Austin in a green shirt. No.
1: And added to all that... Unless, of then, course,
0: it's a cardinal and green of the South yes. Sydney Rabbitohs.
1: And, and added to all that is the fact that he came out and said, no, no, I, wasn't, I didn't turn it back because I was being greedy. The reason I knocked it back is because I'm not sure if I'm really committed to Canberra and the Raiders. Which is like, okay, well, done deal. If you're not on the bus, check ya.
0: Which makes it all the more interesting, of course, that Blake has been named in the sixth jersey for this week. Right. And you know what? I very much hope that Blake... Austin comes through and really does well this weekend and proves us all wrong and has a great result because I've loved seeing him play well and I've loved him being at the Raiders, but that time may be over. So this week we get to what grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? And what does grind my gears this week, Blake? What should be grinding my gears? I'm going to
1: assume it is the fact that uh, Jared Croker was, was sent to the sin bin for 10 minutes in the game for you know, what was a pretty innocuous sort of um, early sort tackle. T- tackle on
0: suspicion, I guess you could call it. Mm. That is exactly what grinds my gears. But what compounds that is, look, I was very unhappy with the sin binning because I thought Adam G, although I was happy that he makes, I'm very happy that the sin bin's coming back. I'm happy that the refs are doing that. I think that's good for the game, that the sin bin's coming back for professional fouls. We have to accept within that that referees are going to make mistakes and they're going to sin-bin players every now and then and it's going to be your players for uh, offences that weren't there. I think that they should be like really cynical professional fouls though. And I don't think that fell into the real cynical think, I think that he, he sin-binned him because he thought he'd tackle Crichton and had he not tackled him early that Crichton would have scored. I think that's what G did. I think it was good that he made a decision... I just think it was bad, but it was the wrong decision because the replays clearly showed he barely had a fingernail on him before he got the ball. Well, that's the other issue with these sin binning of professional
1: fouls is you've got you know Billy Slater taking dives to deliberately get people. Absolutely.
0: Be- but the thing is, if we want the sin bin back, which I've been calling for, so I'll be a hell of a hypocrite to say you shouldn't have sin binned him, which he shouldn't have, um, we have to take the fact that occasionally they're wrong. But what we don't have to take is in the match where our captain gets sin binned, Um, that a player who does a swinging arm to the head of one of our players and gets put on report subsequently takes the early plea to take a two-match ban doesn't spend any time off the field for what is definitely a worse offence. Well, I mean, Bill Harrigan said that if he was still repping, he would have sent... Sam Burgess off the field. And I think with his prior record that comes into it, he should have been sent off the field. Um,
1: I was surprised he only got two weeks. And I,
0: a... I've asked, um, I went to NRL media and asked questions about this very subject this week and got the response that they believed that the grading and the impact of that particular hit didn't substantiate a, uh, a send-off. They were very clear about that. They've reviewed the incident. They don't believe it was bad enough for a send-off, bad enough for a suspension, but not bad enough for a send-off. Um, we can question that all we want, but they were very clear on that. But what they did say, because what I asked on top of that was, it, how can it be right that Croker gets sin bin for 10 minutes and yet Burgess doesn't spend any time off the field? And the answer was, the referees have the power within them when they're putting a play on a report to also send them off for 10 minutes. Because that's a new sort of thing, isn't it? That they're starting to... Well, it sort of came on the back of the, the fighting... Yeah. Sin
1: bidding. But yeah, that's they so could
0: have sin bidding. They have that and they could have sin in for 10. Had they sin bidding Burgess for 10, and I don't think, I don't think, if you don't sin bin Croker and you do sin bin Burgess, the result may have been different. I don't think it would have. I think South Sydney were too far away at the time, but it could have made a difference um, in, in the comeback. And what really grinds my gears is you get the inequity where you're seeing a harsher punishment for a lesser offence. It's ridiculous. If you were not someone that watched rugby
1: league Week in, week out. Mm. And you just came in as a totally neutral observer. And you saw this guy grabs this guy by the shoulder and he falls over. And this guy, he gets sent to send him in for 10 minutes. This other guy flies out and tries to knock this guy's head off. Mm.
0: Yep. And he stays on the field. It's insane. It is insane. And Blake, it grinds my gears. <laughs> okay. So next we have Reasons to be Cheerful.
2: Reasons to be Cheerful. Part 3.
0: Go on then. And there are reasons <laughs> to be cheerful, Blake. There are. What, what reasons do you think there are to be cheerful? this week like
1: I am honestly stumped okay I can't I I would love to hear something I'm desperate to hear some. I really need to hear something that's going to cheer me up about the Raiders because right now I'm borderline as despondent as I was in about 2013
0: ooh that's despondent well there is a reason to be cheerful and his name is Elliot Whitehead known affectionately by the rest of the team as Smelliot I don't know whether that's true or not he has always seemed to smell alright as far as I could tell but In a match where we were getting beaten and we were getting pushed around, Elliot Whitehead was getting pushed around by no one. He was given as good as he got. He was tackling hard. He was making breaks. He was scoring tries, and he never stopped trying. When Croke went off the field, it seemed very clear to me that Elliot stood up and took the captaincy. He was giving it to the rest both barrels. He was yelling at his team to keep going. He is becoming the player that everyone hoped he would be when he turned up. Um, He's a really, really tough pom. And he doesn't give in and he keeps fighting. He's mobile, he tries hard, and he's talented. And it's a reason to be cheerful that we have him in his, in our side. And I'm really, really happy to see that he's not just a player who's come along to fill a position. He's come along to be in the team and drag that team forward. And you know what? It makes me cheerful. And we need more Smelliots. We need more Smelliots, Blake. And he's my reason to be cheerful this week. So potential captain, mm-hmm. we've been thinking. And so pretty, it's
1: pretty clear the answer is we've just got to recruit an entire team from the Super League.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> that, 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 that's that, that's not out, out of the question whatsoever. We may have
1: no choice otherwise. We've got currently got uh, six players, big players still off contract and the prospects for re-signing them. Mm. Well, five, we're assuming Paulo's gone. Papali's looking like he's increasingly gone. Blake Austin, we're assuming is gone. Mm. Uh who who's that leaf? Shannon Boyd.
0: Shannon Boyd may be gone. We don't know. I mean, these are the rumours. No one's heard anything out of out of these whatsoever. But um, I believe they're going to be doing some signing from the Super League. I believe there's some pretty big names over there who will be in the in the Elliot Whitehead mould. Um, I've heard some mail, uh, it hasn't been confirmed and I did chase it up and got some very, very straight bat responses in regards to that and I asked some pretty direct questions about that. Wiggins' John Bateman plays second row and can actually play centre as well, also plays for England, would be an excellent pickup. I was actually, I saw a bit of him
1: the other night and um, I just happened to turn on the TV and and, and his team was playing and he didn't really leap out at me but you know.
0: Oh, he's, he's got a great work ethic. He's 24 years old. Not, he, not a massive body. Uh, he would he will do the job. He's hard. He doesn't miss his tackles and he's fast and he's got good hands. Both sides of his body, he'd be great. The other thing that I think may be being looked for is uh, a number seven slash number six who can partner with Aiden Caesar. Someone who's a bit grizzled, has a, a little bit of experience, can organise a defensive line, yells a lot and makes his tackles. Um, young Luke Gale who's presently the number seven for England may he'd, well be a target
1: he'd be a good target I know he's signed recently like a four or five year deal but I mean Hodgson was, was signed but sometimes clubs English clubs like that would expect a big transfer fee and that does come off your cap as well so yeah, and, Something to consider.
0: and that could hurt. Um, so players would have to leave in order for things like players that to Players are
1: leaving. <laughs> players players leave. are
0: leaving. It's a matter of who is leaving and when it's more who's leaving. staying, the way I see it
1: at the moment. I mean, hopefully Aiden Caesar will stay. I
0: right.
1: think that he would have gone to the Bulldogs. See, there was a desire for him to return to the Bulldogs, and they definitely wanted him.
0: Look, I've talked to his mother, and his mother would love him to go back to the Bulldogs. She's still angry with the Bulldogs for letting him go to the Gold Coast. And while she finds it much easier to get down to the matches in Canberra, she'd love him to be back at the Bulldogs. Well, fortunately, due to um, Des Hasler's uh, notorious
1: salary cap management, the Bulldogs have absolutely no money to
0: spend for the next few seasons. So they're they're not really in a position to make him an offer at all. Well, no, and look, that's really good because I think we need to keep Aidan Caesar. While he had a bit of a dirty game against South Sydney, he is trying and we've seen real evidence that he is the man for the job. He just needs to be the actual playmaker. He doesn't need to be shoved piecemeal around into roles. He needs to say, you're the playmaker, you're doing this yeah, job. We should do and, the team and get the backing fully. for it. And absolutely, I think that's the case. I think he, he's up for it and he will be very good. Um, I think we've got a number of players that are staying around the club that will be very good. Joe Tarpanay... Uh, Josh Hodgson, um, Jared Croker, Jack Whiten, Jordan Rapana, Nick Kotrick, uh, Nick Kotrick, Um B.J. Lalua. Um, while he can be the brain explosion kid, the upside is still is so Like some people are down on him, and and he has
1: he has his crazy moments, and there haven't been too many this year. He hasn't been baited too badly this year. The upside is when he's on form. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd have him
0: over just about anyone. Yeah, and look, if we're going to have a chance against the Cowboys this weekend, it's going to be through BJ. Because BJ's the sort of player who, when he's on and really goes well, can really cut aside to shreds because he's just got that... He's just a little bit crazy. He's just a little bit mad. And that's really hard for a structured team to support when all of a sudden someone comes at him. And we've seen him be so damn good. And you know what? He's one of the... And I know Ricky loves him. I hear the way he talks to him. Um, What we want is, BJ, if you're listening to this, be really good. Be really good. Hold the ball when you should. Pass it when you should. Hit that line hard and make your damn tackles because we want you to succeed. We need you to succeed. So come on, BJ, give us your very, very best. Now it's time for Stump the Pork. No, no.
1: Pork is the, the new segment where I ask the pork a Raiders trivia question. They are usually more um, just based from my own recollections. And so this week's question is: being a small businessman, I've closely followed the various small business enterprises that uh, Canberra Raiders players have had around town. Mm. You know the recent pit a pit, which did not go so well. It's now gone. Uh, That's a pity because Glenn Turn is a hell of a nice bloke. Yeah. Uh, Guru Coffee of mm. course, associated with Simon Wolford, mm. round town doing... I think he's been a very successful local businessman and apparently in the line for a head coaching job in the UK. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, he's about to head over. Um, and uh, another favourite of my local business was Jamal Alessi's, uh sort of hip-hop gangsterware shop that used to be in Wadon Plaza. Is that right? Yeah, it's sort of like an Ivan's sort of handicrafts Ivan's clearance yeah. as <laughs> There you go. Oh, I did not know. <laughs> Young Jamal, eh? But anyway, my, my favourite of all my um, Cambrayters related businesses was a business called terry's trash packs and i remember desperately asking my parents if we could get some of terry around to bring around his terry trash packs to our house and uh, normally my mother pretty much very nice pretty much gave into my any every sort of every and any whim but on this case i was denied but anyway who do you think was responsible A number of terry's have played for the raiders over the years But who do you think was behind Terry's Trash Packs?
0: Well, if I am correct, and I'm I'm definitely guessing it was a 1980s player that came out of Sydney and came to us, his second row by the name of Terry Regan. Correct. And um, there's a great story about Terry Regan that in 1986, um, we actually got a match of the day. Uh, It might have been an ABC match of the day. So it was on a Saturday and he knew it was going to be there and he knew it was going to be on television, but he was a bit worried about his haircut. Now, he actually wore headgear uh, Terry Regan and he was a very good player, very fearsome second row as well. Small for a forward even in those days. He'd be but, tiny by But, but packed a punch. punch, really packed yeah. a punch and really meant it. Fearless. Anyway, so before the match he thought oh, I'd better do something about it. But he had the hair sticking out of his <laughs> his hair um, <laughs> out of his headgear. So he actually took a pair of scissors and cut the tufts cut the tufts, <laughs> <stuck> the tufts <laughs> out of it. Anyway, he goes on, has a blinding match, gets mad of the match and then they come over to interview him and he takes off his headgear and it looks like he's lost a bet and he's been, you know, got away from the shearer. And uh, that's how bad it looks. And so that, that's my Terry Regan story. But I remember, I remember loving watching him play because he was such a competitor. There was one game I was at where the, the
1: Raiders chant actually turned into a, a Regan chant at Seaford Oval. And now, of course, he was also the inspiration for our Matthew John's Red Dragon. Yeah. He's from Cessnock and he used to play in, in Gary Johns' uh, side before he went to Balmain. Then he went to, uh, to Roosters and then the Raiders. And his, I don't know if you remember, his Raiders career was going quite well, but then ended in a very lengthy suspension. He got suspended for 16 weeks in his second season at the Raiders for biting. Yeah. And that wasn't the first time he'd been up before the judiciary for biting. so no. they, they, they threw the book at him and I think he went to England and that was it.
0: Yeah, well, it's a pity. Look, my other favourite businessman, there, there was a businessman in Queenbin, Main Street of Queen Queenbin, who ran a video easy. Can you tell me who that was? Let's stump Blake. Glenn Lazarus? No, it was Gary Coyne, had a video oh, easy on the there Main you go. Street yeah, of Queenbin. The other one I
1: just remembered in Kingston, do you remember there was a sports store in Kingston mm. in the sort of around the sort of 83, 84 period?
0: I do not. Percy Knight Sports. Oh, Percy Knight. The great Percy Knight. Well, once more, Blake, you have failed to stump the yeah, pork. that's okay. So, this week, we now get to our questions. Yes. Which would come in from our uh, faithful listeners, viewers. Uh, Facebookers. Facebookers, uh, Twitterers, Twitterati, whatever you care to call it. Um, and this week, we have a number of good questions. Um, the first one we have is from AJ Mithin, where he asked why is it all the Raiders players are coming off contract at the same time? Blake, what's your view on this? I would like to think there was some sort of
1: thought behind this and there was some sort of master plan. And and for a while there, it looked like, you know, when we had the, the glory of 2016, it looked like, well, it's great. We've got the whole squad signed up until 2018. So we've still got a couple more years after this year. to really, you know, the premiership window
0: is well and truly open. But now I'm just wondering if it's just poor management. I believe they came into this system... And I can see why you would think that. I believe they came into this system season looking at what happened in 2017 and they made it very clear at the beginning of the season they would be signing players on form. They made it very clear. Peter Mulholland came out. Ricky Stewart came out. We're signing players on form. We're not signing players on past reputation. On 2016. Really. Yeah, we're, we're signing them going forward. I, I believe they already had been looking at you know, the blueprint of the side, how it was going, where they wanted to take it. And what they wanted to know was, you know, which players were actually going to play up for their contract and show them what they could do. Um, I think we've got a lot of players coming off contract at the moment because we haven't signed, re-signed a lot of players. We Or anyone put, for that matter. We put a. We put a... I, I can't believe they're not actually out there talking um, to oh, I did, believe did. they are. I'd like to think so. But... I think they're making it very, very clear that they're not going to... For example, we've got Josh Papali, who's probably on the second biggest contract in the club after Josh Hodgson at this present stage. And you've got to be thinking to yourself, is he, on this season's form, worth that money? 2007-16 was a great season. 2017 wasn't so great. And 2018 is worse again. He is earning top-grade money for not top-grade performances. I would be questioning whether he's going to get a look-in for um, Queensland this year. You wouldn't think so. But I also do think there's great potential. I mean, he's a great player. I think there's yeah. things going on in the background that is are that really... He's a crossroads, affected. I think, of his career. He is. And I think there's things going on in the background that we don't know about that are affecting him. Um, and I think he is still capable of being as great a player as he was in 2016, if not even better the question is whether he can do it now. The other question is whether the Raiders can wait for that to be delivered. Do they offer massive amount of money for him at this present stage when he's not delivering on that? I don't think that amount of salary cap can be afford to be chewed up on him. Blake Austin, I think we've already discussed within this. Um, Junior Paulo looks very much like he's going to Parramatta, he's which gone. is where he came from. Yeah, he's gone. So you, you can't get mad at him for that. That's where his family's from. And he's been a good servant to the club in that time, and he's been very honest about the ways done. So that's that's not that upsetting. Um, I mean, obviously like him because when he's great, he's great. Yeah. Shannon Boyd, I'd be very concerned about if he left because you know he's a, a junior from the club. Like Paul Vaughan, I don't particularly want to see him go somewhere else. I'm really enjoying. Paul Vaughan doing well for the Dragons. Oh, it's great, yeah, it's but great. But it, you know, like because he was a faithful servant, he didn't want to go. No. We just couldn't give him the money for him to stay. And he, but even even even
1: before then, even before it was a case of whether we were resigning for money or not. There apparently were some issues, and you know whether attitude wise or behaviour wise, and Ricky pretty much forced him out of the club. That's my view.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, and and on the great run of twenty sixteen, well, you know. Clay Priest was was getting a run ahead of him. and
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Maybe Clay the, Priest had a bad attitude towards training or, or whatever else. Or maybe he
0: was a hell of a lot cheaper. Who knows? But again, Clay Priest is now gone because he probably got more money from the Bulldogs than the Raiders were. Well, better, I mean, he,
1: he hasn't played first grade, I don't think, at all
0: for the Bulldogs. No, he hasn't. He hasn't had a start this season at all. So what other questions do we have?
1: So then uh, the next question we had was from, which we've kind of already covered, but I th- will just touch upon already, uh, is from Darren Goddard. And I especially want to mention Darren Goddard because he's a wonderful Raiders fan and a friend of mine. And he's behind the uh, Soul Cartel burger van, which used to be at the uh, Hamlet in um, Lonsdale Street. And the Hamlet's all gone now because they're knocking down, putting new apartments there. But you can now find him at the games. Excellent. And and Brumby's games as well on the, the slab on the
0: slab. With the slab. Do you know where the slab is? I do know where the slab. Up the back on the southern side. Yes, yeah. Well, yep. and
1: you know what used to be in the super league days? you know what was, was where the slab is now? Do no. you remember? What well, was it? Jumping Laurie, castle. Laurie's Lane, it was called. Laurie's Lane, that's right. Mal Meninga had the grandstand and then Laurie had his lane where he had, he had a jumping castle. Yeah. He had some dodge of cars.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well that's that's probably fairly appropriate, really, when you think about Loz. I think exactly. about Loz. Now what, what's Daz's uh He question? said, What
1: has Garvey done? which we've kind of discussed, but ran over Ricky's cat or something. Got to be a reason he keeps being overlooked. The couple of times I've seen him play, he's looked good. Would like to see Hagano have a crack in the halves and Garvey in the 14,
0: which is basically what we've said as well. Yeah, I completely agree. I I just want to see him. I just want to see him. I've watched him in the Mounties a number of times. He works hard. He makes good tackles. He's a very honest hooker. He's a kid too. I think it's time to have a look at him. I really, really think it is. Yeah. Ricky obviously knows it. He knows where he's there. Ricky obviously has his reasons for it. I don't know what those reasons are until I know what those reasons are. I'd just love to have a look at Craig Garvey. I just would. I really would. I think there's a lot of people like me out there and like you who agree with with me on that and with Darren. Yes. So what other questions do we have? Okay, next
1: question is from um, Isaiah Tharrett. If the Raiders could make only one signing... Which player would make the biggest difference to the whole squad? And you've actually gone and you've you've gone to clarify this, as in signing someone from elsewhere or retaining current players. And uh, Tim Gore, one signing from elsewhere, is what he wants to know. So if we could sign anyone in the whole comp, who would you go after?
0: Anyone that's available, or no? no I think
1: hypothetically, I, because everyone's available. Look, you know, seemingly the right I, price. I'm,
0: I know I'm I know I'm grinding this this axe, but I want to get John Bateman from Wigan <clears throat> over to the Raiders. I want to get him over. Do you you think John Bateman from Wigan is going to make that much of a difference to Yes, I believe. The improvement in Joe Tarpanay, the improvement in Elliot Whitehead, um, when you have those sort of players who are able to make not just their tackles, but really threaten the line as well, going out wide, who are smart and have good ball handling, I think in this day and age of football, these are the sort of players that make teams. I believe teams are going to get lighter weight. I think the big man is starting to come to a... To an end. I, and I think that's why maybe, you know,
1: having... And we've sort of seen it this year that they haven't been operating in tandem, Shannon Boyd and Junior Paulo yep. at the same time. And I think if we do lose um, Junior Paulo,
0: I think it would be okay to still retain Shannon Boyd and have one yep. big, we definitely oh, yeah, to I have think have that one big, big bopper. That's, that's absolutely right. And that's why I think we will retain Shannon Boyd. But I would definitely love to see... Um, John Bateman come over and wear green. I would very, very much love to see that. I think that would be an excellent purchase for the Raiders, and I very much hope they're working on that. Um, I would also like to see, um, and I know you've only said one, uh, Isaiah, but I would love to see uh, an experience number seven. Yeah. From overseas, because I don't think there's any available. So in, we think. In the so Australian the other
1: one we were tossed up earlier was was Matty Smith from.
0: Luke Gale, yeah, Luke Gale was, yeah, who was, Luke Gale looking, was the, the castle one for for... Yeah.
1: and then the other only other possibility from the UK would be Matty Smith, who is yeah. the, the former England halfback.
0: Thirty years old, but
1: I mean, I don't think thirty is, you know, people sign black players like Blake Green at the age of thirty. No, Cooper that's Moll's true, team. and
0: Blake Green's doing well. Look, yeah, I think the side in regards to organising and running around, as we've said before, is Aiden Caesars. I think we've seen enough out of him that we know that it, we, we need to give him the side and say it's yours, go for it. I think he's got the ability to do that. I would like to see someone who supports him, who can help organize, uh, make his tackles, be good in defence, and have Nouse around to be a good second option around those areas that to to, to form a really good organisation. And I I would like to see one of those two. If I could choose anyone in the league, and I don't think there's any point saying sign
1: Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, or Jonathan yeah. Thurston because they're 35 or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. So I think we would have to look at who is the next big thing, who's younger. I mean, I think clubs like the Raiders, and we're in position where we are now, where we're semi-desperate. We've just got to roll the dice. If you look at our Newcastle Knights and Cal and Ponga, you know they, they took a risk, mm. and it looks to be already paying off in a big way. So if we could hypothetically sign anyone, I think
0: it'd be Nathan Cleary. Nathan Cleary, I, would I think he'd be the one that. to go after. But and I, do, I do want to say I don't think we're that desperate at this stage yet, Blake. I, I, I think you're you don't, don't throw don't the baby think, out with the think, bath. I don't, he, I don't a, think
1: he'd necessarily come here but i think we should be offering him 1.5 million and you know if that means
0: penrith have got to stump up 1.5 million to keep him well that's not a bad thing either is it it's not it's not but you've got to bear in mind too that when you offer that sort of money to a player and it gets out everyone in your team knows about it as well and that can in itself can create But everyone
1: in the dragons knows right now that ben hunts getting paid 1.2 million and that seemed you know this time last year, like an insane amount of money to offer to him, yeah, it doesn't and seem now, insane and, now. And does now it, it doesn't seem insane now, and it doesn't seem to be causing that much um harmony no, in the no, team. No, no, so no, there's, there's
0: blessed Ben Hunt being said, and we've just seen today because we're recording this on Anzac Day, we've seen St George go through uh, the Roosters, and Ben Hunt was a large part of that, if not the largest part of that today. So yeah, look, I I think you'd be crazy not to throw your oar in the water for <laughs> Nathan Cleary, but I think he's either going to stay at Penrith or he's going to go to his dad at West Tigers, or he's going to go to the Broncos. And I think the Broncos... If he went to the if, Broncos, that would be a tragedy. If it's a matter of big, tragedy. Matter of big tragedy, not for him, because he'll make a lot of money. The Broncos are going to have a lot of money in the halves. Uh, they they have a way of getting rid of players and picking other players up. Um, Lord save us from Jackson Hastings. <laughs> I really don't want him at the club. I would
1: say right now, if there was an opportunity, present itself, to swap... <laughs> Do an immediate player swap with Manly. We'll take Jackson Hastings off your hands and you can have Blake Austin. We'll, you can both keep on paying you know, their respective contracts so there's no salary cap implications for either team. I'd give it a crack right now. I seriously would.
0: Yeah, look, I just think Jackson Hastings has been moved on too readily, too easily. I've heard too many bad things about him. I've heard good things about him as well. I've heard he's been treated unfairly. Um, by, uh, you know, a number of people, especially in this Manly scenario. I mean, and,
1: and the whole thing is, so he, he hasn't got on with Cherry Evans. I don't... The senior playing group before of Manly, you know, the guys that had so much success, Stuarts and, and, you know, etc. cetera. Yeah. Well, they didn't like Cherry Evans either. So the fact that someone doesn't get on with Cherry Evans... Isn't the be-all beyond end all for me?
0: Yeah, look, I if I was manly, I'd be putting my uh, bags behind Cherry Evans. Quite Well, clearly, quite they firmly. have.
1: Clearly, they have. But I mean, and they've had to make a decision, but it doesn't mean necessarily that he couldn't come here and work out for us.
0: Mm. I'm against it. I'm against it. I do not watch Jackson Hastings at the club. I, I, I think in the past we've signed players who've come with. Again, troubles. though, I wouldn't sign him for five years. I'd sign him till the end of the season and say, let's see how you go. Yeah, look, you know, I, do I don't, it. I don't think it's beyond beyond. Uh, uh, if we did
1: a sw- straight swap with Manly for Blake Austin, I think they'd happily take Blake Austin because right now they've got um, another one of my discards playing in the halves and he's not doing
0: that great. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's doing all right in Super Coach. So, do we have any other questions? That's pretty much it. Excellent. Questions wise. Well, it has been wonderful discussing uh, the Raiders with you, Blake. I yeah. I am the pork. What song are we going to close with this week? Ooh, I don't know. What song? Well, we've, we've got one. It's going out to Jack White. Going out to Jack. Yeah. And what? what's that, Blake? <laughs> bit of Elton John. Excellent. <laughs> and, what, and what would that be? You'll hear later. Excellent. Well, I'm the Blake. Oh, well, actually, I'm not. I'm the pork, and this is Blake. And we'll uh, be back in a couple of weeks. We will.